You're listening to the Women for Greatness podcast, episode 18, hosted by Serena Hess. In this episode, you get to meet my friend Brittany, who is a middle school counselor by day and a calligrapher by night. She's built up a beautiful business and brand called BNB Calligraphy. And in this episode, we talk about how to deal with imposter syndrome. So do you ever feel like you're an impasta? <laughs> imposter syndrome is when you start to wonder like, am I qualified to do this? Should I even be doing this? Is, am I good enough? These are all the questions that I struggle with and Brittany struggled with. And in this episode, we dive deep into how to deal with that. We talk about how she built up her business and the things she learned along the way. So you guys, let's dive in to this week's episode. So Brittany, thank you for coming today. <laughs> Give us a little snippet of your backstory and how you got started in calligraphy. Sure. So in 2015, I was getting married to my husband, Travis, mm-hmm. and during the whole planning process, I was just wanting to be the ultimate DIY bride. I wanted to make <laughs> everything for myself, not only to like, you know, save as much money as possible, but I feel like I've always been really, I don't know, artsy and I love DIYs and I love mm-hmm. just trying new things. So the first thing I wanted to learn was calligraphy yeah, because it looks so pretty and you can do so much with it. And so I was already following this girl. Her name is Courtney from Poppy Jack Shop mm-hmm. and she's a calligrapher and she offered pointed pen classes. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, that seems like so much fun. So <laughs> I signed up and I drove myself all the way to Orange County to take her class for one day. <laughs> and it was so much fun and it was a lot more work than I had expected, but mm-hmm. it was awesome. And, but it wasn't really something that I applied right away because it was pointed pen. I'm like, well, I'm not going to hand address all of my envelopes yeah right away because it was like such a big job but mm-hmm. I was like okay how can I take what I learned and still apply it to everything else and so we talked a little bit about photography mm-hmm. and although she didn't teach the techniques like you already gained those techniques through learning pointed pen so mm-hmm. I just applied that and I just started grabbing different mediums like brush pens and mm-hmm. chalk and all that stuff and I yeah. would just try it all and so during that time I was working part-time and still going to school so I still had lots of free time and so I would just like craft all day and it was so much <laughs> fun like, this and is so, awesome yeah so that was really fun and so but after I got married I just kind of put it to rest I'm like okay that was fun done my mm-hmm. job's done and I don't really need to do this anymore but then about a year later my sister-in-law reached out to me to do a big project for her mm-hmm. and I did that and then after that someone else did and then just kind of rolled from there and yeah. so I picked it back up and I started doing different things and it just, you know, started from there. So mm-hmm. it was really cool. So what is like what is pointed pen? What does that mean? Okay, so pointed pen is the traditional calligraphy method mm-hmm. where you're using a pen. There's pointed pens or there's like obliques mm-hmm. um, and it has like a little metal, it's called a nib, mm-hmm. a tip that you put into the top Yeah, and then you dip it into the ink and then you mm-hmm. write from there. So is it just the shape of the tip? Yeah, or, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. You started doing that mm-hmm. and so you were like, okay, I'm going to have my wedding. I'm going to DIY my invitations mm-hmm. and then your sister-in-law and then project after project that's how it happened yeah the beginning mm-hmm. and then were you anxious to put your work out there or like did you have any like uh, you know definitely because I I mean 
you know, you've always heard like comparison is a thief of joy. But mm-hmm. and so that was really what held me back a lot in the beginning to put myself out there because I'm just like, well, I'm not an expert. Like I I don't really have everything down. And mm-hmm. so even when people would ask me, like, hey, can you just make this? And yeah. it's like not a big deal. I'm just like, I don't know if I should because like I don't know if they're gonna like it mm-hmm. or if it's gonna be like perfect enough for them. And then I would do it and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cute and I'm like Okay, (laughs) this is awesome. And so, and then really just like putting myself out there more and more, I just grew. And then I started to develop my own lettering style. And then I just really, I don't know, grew into it at that point. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. So would you say that was like a case of imposter syndrome? Oh, yeah. When you were first starting? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, I always think like, I'm not good enough or like, I don't have all the tools to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, if I put myself out there, like, am I going to be accepted? You know, especially because at least for me, who's already in the industry, like, you know how many other calligraphers are out there. Mm -hmm. But if it's just like an everyday person who just wants something pretty for their baby shower or whatever it's going to be, they aren't going to be comparing you to everybody else. They like your work. They see it. And they're like, yeah, I want that. Mm -hmm. And so then I just started to just, I don't know, accept myself from there, I guess. And then like I said, I just started to develop my own style and got more comfortable with it. And then once that had happened, it just kind of rolled from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like accepting yourself is the first step to creating stuff? I Not necessarily. I feel like accepting myself came later because I knew that creating stuff like made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And it made me happy and it made me... I don't know, I feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose. Yeah. Um, and so the more that I created, the more, like, I just felt good, like I was doing something. Mm-hmm. And then later, like, I started to accept my work for, like, it's good, you know. Like, recognizing your own talents. Like, yeah. Yeah, I have learned. Yeah, I am mm-hmm. getting better, you know, like that. Yeah, exactly. And then also you know during that whole process too you've got to tell yourself like there's always room to grow Mm -hmm. there's always room to be better and so you're never gonna reach perfection there's always gonna be times where you're gonna work hard and do your best and then there's gonna be another project that's gonna push you past those limits and you're gonna grow and be better from there Mm -hmm. and then someone's gonna reach out to you and ask you for like a 250 (laughs) person seating chart and you're like oh my god (laughs) can I do this how what are the materials and then so there's always gonna be that next challenge it's going to push you out of your boundaries and so accepting myself just through every trial and error Mm -hmm. and through every victory too so I feel like accepting myself is something that I'm still continuing to do through every project because there's some projects that I struggle through and I have to like continuously like find myself and take breaks and give myself that grace Mm -hmm. but it's a process yeah yeah Yeah. can you tell us about first time you got an order where it was like oh my gosh can I do this this is big yes so so I wanted to try out envelope addressing because pointed pen that was like when I was starting to really get into it and I felt comfortable Mm -hmm. so then I was like okay yeah like I'd like to advertise myself as like being able to do that for brides Mm -hmm. And so I had a bride reach out to me and she had beautiful invitations. I already had calligraphy on them, but they're like printed. It was a font. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I should do that because I don't know if the style, Mm -hmm. it's not the same. And I don't know if that would be taken away from her invites, but I was like, well, I'll give it a try. If that's what she wants and like, I want to be able to provide that for her. Yeah. She, and it was like definitely over like 150 or so. And it was a very large order. 
And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and then I had to like look up different ways. And I just started doing my research like, okay, how can I align each like line and make sure it's all perfect like symmetry and then also like what's the right way to write their names like what's proper etiquette yeah and so I did a lot of research into like that and also like what's the best ink to use and like is the envelope she provided okay Mm -hmm. it was just like it was a really big job that I didn't know was going to be a big job because Mm -hmm. it was like oh envelope addressing but it was like so much more than that behind the scenes and so after it was all said and done I was like oh my gosh I grew so much from that and also it took me a lot longer than I had Mm -hmm. anticipated to so then I learned also like okay my processing time and what that looks like Mm -hmm. and also just everything it was a really big job but I learned a lot and it was really awesome yeah so that's Mm -hmm. like a saying yes and then learning along the way like okay we're gonna figure this out Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's awesome yeah Yeah. I can I can imagine being like oh my gosh here we go yeah and then being (laughs) able to like see your work afterwards and like I just had them laying out and then I would like call my husband over I'm like look at this like it just looks so awesome you're like wow I did it yeah it just like feels like such a cool accomplishment Mm -hmm. something to be proud of and Mm -hmm. that was really awesome yeah that is awesome Mm -hmm. where did your name come from for your business oh my gosh okay so I'm not (laughs) catchy or creative in that sense so B&B is literally my name Brittany Nicole Bowes Um, so that was the best that I can come up with because I wanted to choose something that wasn't going to die after a while Mm-hmm. or like a catchy name that was just going to be like a fad and just kind of like, I don't know, dissolve after a while. So yeah. I wanted it to be something that was personal and something that was mine. So I tried it, B&B, but everyone always says like, who's the other B? Like B and B. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's just me. B-N-B. B-N-B. Yeah, B and B. Yeah, calligraphy. And so even to this day, I always think about like, what could I change my name to? But Mm -hmm. for now, that's it's kind of like what has stuck for me and it's mine and it's not something that's going to change for me anyway so yeah yeah I think it does flow though because it's like it's almost bouncy B and B calligraphy yeah like you know what I mean it's like yes. boom 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 yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> tell me about the first time because you you do workshops occasionally mm-hmm. tell me about the first workshop that you led and what you felt when they asked you to lead it Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so Jaren from Oleander and Palm reached out to me about doing a fun workshop in her studio for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because one, working with Jaren is awesome because she's such an awesome woman. She's so incredibly creative and I was like so excited, but it scared the crap out of me <laughs> because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I'm prepared. And I went back to that imposter syndrome. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm good enough. Like, will I, like, can I teach other people what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And also like, what technique am I going to use? Are they going to like it? Like, yeah. is it going to be fun? Am I going to be nervous? I've never taught before. So I went through just like this whole cycle of like doubting myself and questioning if I was able to. But when it came down to it, like she made all of the goodies and it was so incredible cute and we came up with an idea of you know it was gonna be like a Valentine's Day thing and we would letter this like wooden heart and I'm like oh, okay I have experience lettering on wood so yeah. I'll bring whatever mediums that I need for that and I'll teach them how to do that it was so much fun there were so many people it sold out within 24 hours wow. so that we added a few more tickets and it sold out like within I don't know a couple hours after that and it was amazing and I was so shocked and scared mm-hmm. um, but when <laughs> I it had sold out you were shocked and scared <laughs> yes like, oh wait <laughs> like, hey, this is happening so fast <laughs> but when we 
you know, came to the studio and we were preparing. Like, it was so cute and fun. And all the people that had come up, I had some, like, my sister-in-law came and a few of my other friends um, that were in the counseling program at CCB with me, they had come too. So it was comfortable because I was teaching people that I had already known Mm -hmm. mixed with other people that I didn't. But it was fun. Like, we just all had a really good time. We just talked and I taught them what I knew. And then at the end of the day, I was thinking, like, that wasn't so bad because what I'm doing is just teaching them what I know and it Mm -hmm. wasn't so stressful after all so yeah after that first one I got that one out of the way I was just like okay I'm just like amping myself up here it's really not so bad and it was just really fun we all had a really good time and Mm -hmm. at the end Jaren's like who would take her class again like everyone raised their hands like like, (laughs) just it was really encouraging Mm -hmm. for sure that felt really awesome yeah and then have you been doing other workshops since then or is that something coming up yeah so since then I've led two other workshops one was with the Noriega house and then for fall this last year and then I just led one for Cafe Smitten I think it was in December so I haven't done any this year I definitely want to Mm -hmm. I've just taken a little bit of a break from workshops because I started a new job because now I'm a middle school counselor Um, and so balancing (laughs) counseling and having a full-time job and calligraphy Mm -hmm. is a lot more than I had anticipated so but I do love 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 workshops and it's so much fun to teach others Mm -hmm. about it because like I said, there's so many different ways to apply, apply calligraphy to your life. And yeah. So it's just so much fun. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of that, mm-hmm. there's different ways to apply calligraphy to your life. Do you journal and mm-hmm. like do your calligraphy in your journal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> even during, you know, church and taking notes and mm-hmm. stuff like that when I get home and I'll like write down whatever stuck out to me, I always try to do something. And it's just so much fun because... I don't journal as much as I'd like to, but when I do, I definitely incorporate calligraphy. Mm -hmm. And I do really want to take a bullet journaling class. Yeah. I follow this girl. Her Instagram name is Via Calligraphy, Mm -hmm. and she does really awesome bullet journaling, and she incorporates her calligraphy in it, too. I'm just like, I want to do that. That's Mm -hmm. so awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, applying it to your life in so many different ways, even through journaling, but it's not something I've really put my time and effort into yet but it's something that I want to learn Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I love journaling I journal every single day Mm -hmm. and for a while I would spend like an hour in there trying to get with all these different color pens trying Mm -hmm. to get all my letters pretty and like I can do cursive but I can't do like the whippy pretty calligraphy type thing uh-huh. like it's a process like yeah, yeah yeah like making all the extra I can, like I could do the bear but mm-hmm. I, I feel like journaling is a good way just to relax and mm-hmm. kind of like and there's no pressure either mm-hmm. because whenever you're journaling you're journaling for yourself so if you're going to be lettering or doing calligraphy while you're journaling it's for you so it's therapeutic and you get to do whatever you want there's no rules or boundaries so you mm-hmm. can kind of just play with those letters however you want to and it's yeah. okay yeah yeah it's okay there's yeah. not you're not doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to transition a little bit. Is there any habit or thing that you do every day that if you didn't do that thing, your whole day would feel off? My days are very chaotic. <laughs> During the <laughs> summer, it was nice because I had the summer off from school. But mm-hmm. now that I'm back in school, my day routine is just really go, go, go. Like I get up and I'll make my one cup of coffee that I get to have while I'm pregnant and I'll enjoy that. Do Maybe normally? that's like the only thing that's like a constant right now. Like I have to have at least my one cup of coffee. If I don't, then at least my sweet tea because I'm a big sweet tea girl. Mm-hmm. But um, that's pretty much it. Like my days are super jam-packed because when I get to school, then it's like a crazy chaotic day with my middle schoolers and then mm-hmm. I get home and I just want to crash. <laughs> You're like, that's all. 
Yeah. Did you have multiple cups of coffee before you were pregnant? Like every Oh my day? gosh. I had so much caffeine and I would order <laughs> Starbucks double shots of her ice and those oh, were like yeah. my jam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I'm like, I can't have any of that stuff. Okay, we're going to put on hold yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. I didn't know that about you. I knew mm-hmm. the sweet tea yes. from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she's a sweet tea girl. Yeah. But I feel like either people are tea or coffee people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. I love I love coffee. Like I have to have coffee for sure. Um, but sweet tea is really like that's my jam. I have a drawer full of all these different types of teas, and I'll make it. usually like black tea with one tea bag of Earl Grey mm-hmm. in there. So it's like a little bit smoky. Like that's how I love my iced sweet tea. But for like hot teas, I have a whole drawer full. Yeah, that's that awesome. is. I have all kinds of different like kettles and like just different contraptions of like ways to brew tea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, but I love that stuff. Yeah. And it's just like my one thing that I can kind of go to that is just also therapeutic. So if I'm tired of lettering or I'm just like having a hard time with a job that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, then I can just go to the kitchen and I'll make myself a bomb cup of tea. So mm-hmm. if you like, are looking for any recommendations? I make some bomb tea lattes. <laughs> Those are so good. That's Those awesome. are my favorite. What's your favorite tea latte? Okay, so there's this tea <laughs> that you can get at Target. And mm-hmm. It's called it's by Tazo. It's called Sweet Cinnamon Spice, mm-hmm. and so it's an herbal tea, but it's kind of like a black tea when you taste it, and it's spicy like a chai. So if you like chai, you'll like that one. Mm-hmm. And so I brew that, and then I. I get some soy milk and I foam that up. Mm-hmm. Then I add some honey and a little bit of sugar, and it's so good. Is that your favorite? Yes, that's my favorite combination. <laughs> it sounds yummy. I love yeah. chai's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, chai's are my favorite. Just like the sweet, sweet spice. It's like yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. especially during fall. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good to have your little things that you do. Like, okay, this is for me. This is mm-hmm. when I like. Ooh, it's like a mental break for your brain. Yeah. Have my cup of tea. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. So we're going to go into bigger scale, bigger okay. scheme of things. What is one of your dreams for your business? Okay. One of my... <laughs> I would love to have a brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. Like that is my absolute dream. I would love to have the store where people can go to for stationery, mm-hmm. to get projects and like all of that stuff but also to have so like half boutique and offering services and the Mm -hmm. other half I would love to offer workshops yeah so not just my calligraphy workshops but creative workshops in general Mm -hmm. like I follow a couple different boutiques on Instagram where they offer like watercolor classes calligraphy Mm -hmm. classes paper flower workshops and all that stuff and like Bakersfield is so full of really awesome creatives in town like we could definitely use that space Mm -hmm. um, and offer an abundance of workshops here everybody loves to share their talent with people and I feel like creating that space for us would just be so awesome and just like really bringing together the community at the same time Mm -hmm. that's something that I really value also so yeah yeah one of my dreams would be to have that brick and mortar of like a space where people can come to whenever they're feeling kind of creative and they want to make something Mm -hmm. we have all the tools for them yeah and then also having that space where they can come and learn Mm -hmm. and really put those um creative itches to work yeah 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 that's so fun Mm -hmm. that's exciting oh gosh well because some people are like oh bakersfield Mm -hmm. like there's nothing going on like it's not creative is kind of the stigma but it's like no actually there's a lot going on especially Mm -hmm. lately i feel like it's yeah 
it's popping. It's really growing. It's growing in publicity. Like we're starting to really put ourselves out there and really, I think the biggest thing that has been so awesome for us as creatives is we're starting to collaborate a lot more. Mm-hmm. The more that we're collaborating and coming together, the more it's just going to grow. So yeah, really, I just think about like working in isolation is awesome, but whenever, and you can like grow your talent that way, mm-hmm. or you can collaborate with others and grow like 50 times over, right? Yeah. So whenever yeah. you're collaborating with other people, you're learning other things from others and then you're also putting your talents to work where that talent is missing Mm -hmm. um so i feel like bigger soul has grown so much more because we're really starting to just collaborate and bring community together yeah 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 i agree i feel like it's been changing a lot and for a good mm-hmm. for a good reasons yeah. so yeah okay we just have a couple more okay if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice that changed your life what would it be <laughs> hmm. I would say one piece of advice that I would give others is just to have grace with yourself Um, you're always going to feel there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. Mm -hmm. So during those lows, learning to have grace with yourself and finding something else that you can put your heart and passion into maybe while your lettering isn't so great um, and putting that into making really good cups of teas and finding different recipes Mm -hmm. for making tea or whether that's giving baking a try. Like there was a time where I took a break from lettering because I just felt like it was becoming a job and mm-hmm. it was too much for me and I w- just didn't feel like I was doing it really well anymore so I took a break and I started cooking a lot more yeah for me and Travis and that was really awesome and then just like having that grace of like I don't have to be on all the time I don't mm-hmm. have to be perfection and like doing calligraphy and doing really awesome and all this stuff all the time like it's okay to take breaks to have mm-hmm. grace and to try new things mm-hmm. so I would say finding multiple things that make you happy like you don't have to stick to one thing that makes you feel good and feel creative like try new things and Mm -hmm. have grace yeah yeah yeah, that's awesome and then our last one Mm -hmm. how can we help others get out of imposter syndrome or how can Mm -hmm. we overcome it ourselves it's a really good question and this is a question that I get asked a lot by my students too because I worked with high school students transitioning to college previous to my current job Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is a lot and it's a really heavy burden to carry by yourself Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say my biggest piece of advice is to talk about it a lot of people feel like they are just going through this and they're questioning themselves and it's something that they're going through alone but so many people go through imposter syndrome and they don't know that that's what it's necessarily called Mm -hmm. or what to do Mm -hmm. the best thing that you can do for yourself is really opening yourself up to others and sharing your experiences of how you're feeling because I promise you 100% of everybody around you has gone through what you're going through so me as a creative like I've opened myself up to vulnerability and I've like shared with others even though they're not necessarily within my niche but like sharing with photographers for instance like this is how I'm feeling I just feel like I'm Mm -hmm. this week I'm not creative I'm not doing a good job my lettering is like I'm having a it's like having a bad hair day (laughs) um like my lettering is just garbage today and Mm -hmm. they're just like oh my gosh like sometimes like my editing is really off and it's just not working out Mm -hmm. and so really like just opening yourself up to that conversation sharing with others how you're feeling and how what you're going through others Mm -hmm. relate and they share their experiences of how they've gotten through that and how they've pushed through that too Mm -hmm. so maybe just really 
lean into others and trust others because everybody has their own experiences and something to share and you can really learn from from everybody else yeah it's amazing i love that yeah so where can everybody find you on the gram yeah so you can find (laughs) me on instagram at b n as in nicole b (laughs) underscore calligraphy Mm -hmm. perfect you guys Podcasting so far has been such an amazing experience. This episode is no different. Brittany's story was inspiring and amazing, and it served as a really great reminder. I think my favorite part of the episode was her talking about giving yourself grace and that you don't have to be on all the time. That's one of my favorite quotes. I love that. If you guys liked this episode, even a teeny tiny bit, could you give me a virtual hug? You do that by leaving a review for the podcast. It's in the purple podcast app on iTunes and it helps a ton. It helps other people find the show. I hope you liked episode 18. Brittany was sweet and I honestly want to try one of those tea lattes that she was talking about earlier. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday, but don't forget... Think about what your passions are and get started because I know you can create some amazing things. Bye guys.